I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dancing queen, that is me. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. We just concluded... Our golf program, which, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, weather update, like I said, supposed to be absolutely beautiful this week. Just 30% chance of rain on Thursday, 50 on Friday. Brought to you by Grand Marnier. Uh, That is our weekend weather brought to you by Grand Marnier. Takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable, that is for sure. And, of course, our our leaderboard update was brought to you by Glenn Fittich. Uh, Single malt scotch whiskey, world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Uh, Alcohol by volume, 40%. uh, Imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. All right, so uh, where do we stand right now uh, in Major League Baseball? Mets fans, how do you feel? 800-919-3776. First, uh, Robertson goes uh, to uh, the Marlins for two minor leaguers. Have already filled a lot of calls. Filled in for Dan Grasso on Friday. Was on yesterday, and Mets fans called in. Not sure why. Felt that uh, the Mets gave David Robertson away. I uh, this is this is above my pay grade. Uh, I want to believe in the uh, Mets scouting department. Uh, obviously, there's something that they see in these two young men uh, who are still teenagers. Marco Vargas, uh, who is an infielder. Hernandez, who is a catcher. We'll see how they develop. But a number of Mets fans were, uh, were concerned, upset, disappointed, frustrated uh, that the Mets didn't ride it out and felt that they could have gotten something better for David Robertson if they would have waited until Tuesday. As we know, Tuesday is the trade deadline. So there's that. Uh, is this a fire sale? I, I think one at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we'll see what other, what other Mets players are traded. I think we're anticipating many of them to be traded. But last night, news came down. Max Scherzer, now the second one to go. That $353 million payroll teardown, largest payroll in the history of Major League Baseball. And now here we are. So Max Scherzer, three years, $130 million. Nine and four with a 401 ERA. Gave up 23 home runs this season. Most in the National League. Wow, I wish I could make that much money if I was that bad at my job. Um, Came out, it was very interesting, right? Because he came out this week and said, now keep in mind he had a no trade clause, came out this week and said that he wanted to meet with ownership and, uh, and, and then like within 24 hours of that happening, not sure if he did meet with ownership or not, uh, he is traded to the Texas Rangers, who as we know, they had Jacob deGrom, Jacob deGrom got injured. No surprise there. I think a big reason why the Mets did let him go and, um, and now filling that void for the Rangers. Also, uh, we've got Jeff Passan. Let's play that clip guys. Jeff Passan with a little bit more insight in regard to why Max Scherzer, uh, was willing to waive that no trade clause and go to the Rangers. Max Scherzer wanted to be a Texas Ranger, and it was as simple as that. I think he saw the trajectory of the New York Mets this season 
failing to really do anything despite the largest payroll in Major League Baseball history and that of the Texas Rangers which is ascendant starting with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon two years ago and while the Jacob deGrom signing actually wound up paving the way for Scherzer to come because he got hurt he realized that he has got a better chance in these later years of his career of winning a World Series in Texas than he was going to in New York and that is an indictment mm -hmm. on what's happened to the Mets this season. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty sad state of affairs, right? And I do want to hear from Mets fans, 800-919-3776. So what's really interesting here is not only do the Rangers get Max Scherzer, but the Mets are paying $35 million for the remainder that's owed on his three-year $130 million deal. Texas is paying 22.5. So there's that. What do the, what do the Mets get back? Uh, Louis and Hell uh, Acuna. That's who they get back. Middle infielder, center fielder as well. We see what his brother uh, is able to do in the bigs. Could he do just the same in the minors? He's batting 315. He's got seven home runs and 51 RBIs. Quite a few stolen bases as well. So a potential stud uh, that will make his way, no doubt, through the minors and into the bigs. Who knows how soon? Uh, but Verlander, now this is really interesting. So who's next, right? Is it Fam? Uh, who is next? You got a number of free agents uh, heading into next year. Verlander, uh, he's going to be making $43.3 million next year. He's pitching today, as far as we know, sitting with a 5-5 and a 3-2-4 ERA. So, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, again, is this, is this, a sh is this shocking to Mets fans, I don't think it should be. I mean, you know, we heard Steve Cohen come out how long ago? And by the way, we've got uh, um, Joe and, and Tom who are producing the show this morning. What was that, a, a month ago? Right? Was it a month ago? It was prior to the All-Star break. I want to say it was like a week or two weeks prior to the All-Star break, right? That uh, Steve Cohen came out and, uh, and spoke to the media and said, I'm, I'm going to give this, this clubhouse, I'm going to give these guys a chance to show what they can do. Uh, put a, put a better foot forward, try to win some games. And then, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to make a decision at some point in time as we get closer to the trade deadline to say, okay, um, have we seen enough to believe that they can actually turn it around or, you know, we don't want to cut off our nose despite our face and, and not recoup from the mistakes that we made based on, on, on the players that we brought in. So, at the end of the day, I'm sure Mets fans are, are, are really, really concerned or really, really not concerned, really, really disappointed. But I commend, uh, granted, all right, let's go back. Like, are you disappointed in ownership? Are you disappointed in the decisions that they made? You know, heading in, the biggest question mark was the age and, and you know, what tread Verlander and Scherzer still had on their tires. That was a big concern where they passed their prime where you were worried that they were going to get injured or not perform in the way that they could or that they have in the past. That was a big concern. And, and this, and I thought, and, and a number of analysts believe that the, the Mets will go as far as Scherzer and Verlander will take them uh, in regard to that rotation. And obviously, again, I just shared with you, Scherzer nine and four with a four Oh one ERA 23 home runs, most home runs given up by any pitcher in the national league. And Verlander is sitting here with uh, five and five with the three, two, four. Of course, as we know, didn't start the season because he was injured. So, you know, there's that.
but beyond that, I just, you know, this team never, it just, they never got going. They never, they never lived up to that $353 million roster payroll. Why was that? I know a number of people called in. You want to believe, you want to blame Buck Showalter. I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I don't think it's, it's not about, it's not about Buck, you know, and, and I, I know I'm comparing apples and oranges here and, and we're going to get into a, a lot of NFL talk today for sure, especially the Jets and the anticipation of Dalvin Cook and he's in town and, uh, you know, does he pass that physical and um, with his shoulder and you've got the green and white scrimmage and, and all that. We're going to dive into all that. But I, I just, you know, a lot of times you could put the best roster together. You could have the highest payroll. You could, you could compile the best athletes and the team is not the the team will not win. You know, it's more than just yeah, having the talent is one thing. But having the chemistry and having that that unity, having that that team camaraderie. And, and again, I, I I don't I, I don't know, obviously, I, I don't know what went wrong with this Mets team. But what we do know is they had a roster to compete and be better worth than where they are right now. And it didn't happen. Why? You're telling me manager of the year immediately just becomes the worst manager? I'm not buying it. Something didn't gel in that clubhouse. Something did not work. So, again, I, I know I'm comparing apples and oranges here to baseball and football, but the storyline is the same. You could go out and you could spend a ton of money and you can put some of the best rosters together, but at the end of the day, there's, there's, there's something that still could be missing that will not enable a team to win ballgames. And I think that's what we saw here with the Mets. So now Scherzer is gone. Uh, he's with the Rangers, uh, the Yankees, uh, Yankees, the Mets uh, on, on the hook for $35 million. The Rangers will play the remaining 22.5 of what he is still owed. Is Verlander next? He's scheduled to pitch today. Uh, what will happen as we get closer to Tuesday? By the way, it is Sunday fun day, maybe not for Mets fans, on 98.7 ESPN, presented by Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable, adding a layer of sophistication to some of the world's most well-loved cocktails. Uh, let's get these calls going. 800-919-3776. I'd love to hear from Mets fans. Uh, we're going to spend the majority of the first hour talking about this news that broke late last night. Danny, Brian, we've got two Dannys. Danny in Long Island, Danny in New Jersey, and Brian, hang tight. You guys will be first up when we get back. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning. Just absolutely gorgeous Sunday morning outside. Wish we were doing the show outside, guys. That would be fun. With a little Bloody Mary, a little mimosa, something like that. That'd be great. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I didn't really see him around today, so that's when I know it was like, oh, man, like this is this is legit. This isn't just like clickbait or anything like that that you see. But as soon as I didn't see Max around the clubhouse, I was like, as soon as I heard him, I'm like, there's no way. And, and then I didn't see him. I was kind of like... You know, like looking for him, I'm like, oh man, this is this is legit. Then if I haven't seen him around, so yeah, it's a loss for us for sure. I mean, obviously having a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer get traded away stinks. He's a good friend of mine. He's a great teammate, and yeah, Texas is going to really love having him. Uh, Pete Alonso. Uh, here's the thing: Why is everybody shocked? Right, guys? Again, Tom and Joe producing the show today. What? What? Like. Did 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 you did you not hear what your owner had to say? Um, back in June, especially also considering they started off the month red hot and then they've considerably cooled off since the all-star break too. This shouldn't come as a shock. I mean, obviously not having a friend and a teammate around the dugout that can come as a shock because it's like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to see this guy that I can consider a friend, uh, anymore around. So that stinks if you're a Met. But at the same time, you had to expect this coming at this rate, and you probably may have even been told, now again, I can't confirm this, but you might think somebody would have alerted the Mets that, hey, we're going to be selling because we're not playing so well right now, so just keep your phones occupied, I guess. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, you're, you're 18 games back in the National League East, you're seven games back in the wild card. And there's some teams that really, listen, the Cubs have really, Cubs have been one of the best teams since the All-Star break. Arizona, Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, the Reds. So you got the Giants, the Phillies, the Reds, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Padres, all in front of the Mets. What, what, how is this a shock to people? I don't, I don't quite understand. And before we get to your calls again, two Dannys, Brian, Matt, Larry, hang tight. I promise we're going to get to you. Uh, let's let's go back to June again. Steve Cohen speaking to the media. Guys, play the one where he said that uh, it's it's really it's going to be on the players uh, to show and prove uh, that they're not going to be tearing down this roster. They're going to give them some time to do it, and we'll have to see what happens. Play that clip, please. And again, just before I play it again, this is Steve Cohen at his press conference on June twenty eighth of this year. I'm preparing my management team for all possibilities. You know, if we don't get better, you know, we have decisions to make at the trade deadline. That's not my preferred end result, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing all contingencies. And uh, we'll see where it goes. It's on the players, right? I mean, they're veterans. They've been there before. You know, I think they're, these are you know, players that have done it, and we'll see if they can get their act together and, and string together some win. I can't pitch and I can't hit. Okay, so that's the way it goes. And, um, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best. 800 So there you have it. No surprise for me. I don't know why Alonzo and these guys are surprised. Uh, let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome in. Good morning, Anita. What a day out here on Long Island. Golf, oh. walk, pickleball, whatever you got to do, people. Get off the couch. Put the app on the phone. Let's get moving. It's unbelievable, middle, middle of my right? five-mile walk. But listen. 
First of all, I'd like to publicly scorn the soul of uh, Robert Moses, who in 1957 wouldn't let the Dodgers build their own stadium at Ebbets Field, set a chain of motion into effect that gave us the New York Mets and gave me 50-something years of nothing but mostly misery and embarrassment. Because it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to not be the lovable cubbies. But when you have the other team in town is the Yankees. And we have year after year of disappointments and just catastrophes, very few bright sides. It's really unbelievable what, what, how this team operates. Owners change. The bad luck never changes. But coming up into today now, I actually was shocked that they threw the talent. Because, as I said to this, the caller, when the sun rose yesterday morning, the Mets were six out of the wild card. The Yankees were three and a half. By the end of the day, if, if, if a win-loss happened, it would have been practically tight. But one team is in, and the other team is out. How does that work? Because the Mets have been showing signs. that Lonzo's hitting home runs. Their starting pitching finally was looking like it was good. And, you, and you're looking to jump four or five teams that are all playing basically 500 around. The, so you're not looking to catch the Braves. Forget the Braves. So I was shocked that they threw the towel with 60-some games to play because history will show us that six out with 60 to play is not – Unbelievable. Matter of fact, the Phillies last year went on a run, ended up in the World Series. Now, having said that, once they threw in the towel, I'm glad they got rid of Serger because that contract was going to be a disaster. Uh, I can't see him a couple more years. But, you know, they got Ron Acuna Jr.'s brother. Like, okay, we got the brother of the best player in baseball. I feel bad for the guy today because, you know, now that you're a Met, you know, you're going to develop a blister on your finger today. Something, Something bad will happen. So I'm a little shocked they threw it in at the time. But if they had to throw, trade anybody, I guess Scherzer. I guess I think Tommy Pham will go. And I go back to early June when the Mets were struggling. And they interviewed Pham in the locker room. And he said to the reporters, he showed him his calluses. He said, listen, you've got to work your way out of these slumps. Look at me. I'm, I'm working hard. I'm in the cage every day under the thing. I'm trying to make this better. And at the time, there were other people on the station. I said, who was he implying? What was he implying by saying that? And maybe this team is not doing the work under the cage. Maybe, and now we come down to Buck. You know, I'm sorry, but the lineup is full of people hitting 220. When is a team full of 220 guys ever successful? It's it's really unbelievable when you look at the lineups and you sit there. Nobody has had an average season for their career. I like the catcher. He's going to be an all-star. I think Beatty will be okay. Nemo is fine. I would trade McNeil. He looks like he shot to me. Ankles, he's always wobbling around. Lindor has been a major disappointment for the size of the contract that he signed. Alonzo hits a lot of home runs, batting 220. You know, so major work has to be done on this team, and I'm, and I'm done looking at the cannons of the world. They have to go to the offseason and get all-star outfielders to, 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 to fill slots. That's it. I'm done. Uh, Danny, I, I hear you, although I, I do disagree with you. I, I think the Mets are in a very different situation than the Yankees. Uh, the Mets have been struggling with their, with, with their best players, on, on the field, uh, the Yankees, I, I think, more optimistic in what we saw last night. Which, by the way, Joe, we won, right? We bet uh, Aaron Judge home run last night. Sure enough, it happened. <laughs> so so there's that. Um, a 442-foot home run from Aaron Judge. Uh, had three hits, two RBIs, home run number 20 of the season, 42 RBIs of the season, batting 298. So I, I just I think that there's more optimism more positivity around this Yankees team about making it to the postseason as a wild card more so than the Mets. I just, I think there's, there's, there's a much different narrative uh, surrounding the Yankees as opposed to the Mets. Uh, Let's go to Brian. Brian, welcome in. 
I'll be right back. Hi, it's, um, thank you for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thoroughly disgusted, lifelong Mets fan, and I think there's so much blame to go around. Uh, but the one person that doesn't seem to be getting any blame is Scherzer. And Scherzer came up small. Scherzer was getting paid 43 plus million dollars mm-hmm. a year and Scherzer came up small every single time against Atlanta last year in the final three games of the season again uh, against the Padres in the playoffs uh, earlier this season in the big game every time they needed Scherzer to come through he, he 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 dropped the ball and now he's complaining he's still getting his 43 million dollars and as far as the last caller goes Saying, uh, you know, we're eating most of that contract, so that's just thirty. Yeah, limits. thirty-five, thirty-five million dollars. Texas is taking care of the twenty-two point five. Co- co- correct. And mm-hmm. listen, you know, to me, Scherzer becomes enemy number one. You know, own what you did. You signed. You signed to play here. You were paid very handsomely to play here. Well, um, and now you're going to complain that you don't think the Mets are out there to win. Um, listen, the season's been a disaster. Billy Epler is obviously the biggest problem. He is completely inept. The uh, got paying $8 million for middling reliever uh, in got between uh, eating the contract and paying him uh, just shows a level of ineptitude that, and desperation that makes absolutely no sense. Two weeks, literally two weeks, before you disband the entire team. I don't think Verlander is going anywhere. I think he wants to be a Met. I don't think he'll, he'll, he would waive his uh, no-trade uh, uh, contract. I could be wrong on that. Uh, as far as for next year, who knows? We've, we've, got, we've got legitimately two starters if we have Verlander and we have Sanger. And um, so very, very disappointed. Yeah, I'm sure I hear it in your voice, Brian. Uh, let's go to Danny. Danny in New Jersey. Welcome in. Hey, Anita, excuse me. Hey, Anita, thank you for having me on. I, I think you do a great job, and I'm happy you took the call. Thank you. Um, I uh, I just, coming into the season with the Mets, the one thing that I honestly, my saving grace, because I was worried about the lineup, right? It's like the last caller said, it's ironic that a player in Lindor, 13-year contract, hitting 220, 220, can just sit there and say, oh, why'd they trade Scherzer? Part of the reason they traded him is because you're hitting 220. And also, it's like, it's, I, I just thought that they were going to have a, because Alvarez was going to be in the minors, right, to start the year, right? So I was like, okay, they're going into the catcher with Narvaez and Thomas Nito, and Tomas Nito. So I was like, okay, that's pretty bad, right? Then they were going to go third base with Escobar, right? And then they were going to go with Canna in the outfield, right? So those are all three just sort of like role players, I guess you could say, who sort of had above average seasons, right? McNeil wasn't going to hit 320 again. And I think everybody sort of realized that, who watched the team last year, despite what maybe the stats said, they weren't a good hitting team, especially at the end of the year. They couldn't hit. And that's what sort of worried me. But I thought the bullpen was going to be amazing because I thought they needed a bridge guy last year, and I thought they got an amazing bridge guy in Robertson. And if we knew that Robertson was going to pitch as well as he has this year and Diaz was going to be even half of what he was last year, I thought they were going to have a really good bullpen with Rayleigh too. So that's what I thought, and... I, I'm not super surprised they underperformed because I'm honestly not that surprised that Lindor is hitting badly, honestly. It's like you look at the top guys in the league, some of them hit 300 and Cunha hits 300. It's like we, we, our, our top guys hit, if we're lucky, in an amazing year, if Lindor hit 270, we'd be like, oh, great. Not that 270's bad, 270's great. So I'm just saying, it's like, you know, it's like he's your 13-year contract top guy. 
And it's like the lineup was always going to be a little old and overrated. And it's just all sort of just piled up and turned into this. Uh, Danny, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, I, I, I don't know about you. When, when Diaz went down with that knee injury celebrating uh, in, in the World Baseball Classic, I, to me, right then I said, ooh, I, I, I felt that was just, and, and it's easier now looking back, right? It's easier now to say, oh, that was the beginning of the end. But I felt that that was really uber, uber significant. And it's a shame in regard to just like how he injured himself, celebrating, right? Um, and, and, and I did have some concerns coming in with both Max Scherzer and, and Verlander. I felt like you needed, you needed more youth in this pitching rotation and not relying so heavily on, on the veterans who are high up there in age, more likely to get injured. But let's talk about moving forward. And, and Matt and Larry, we come back. I promise you guys will be first up. 800-919-3776. We'll play more clips from Steve Cohen back in June, uh, the end of June, when he was really contemplating and putting it, like he put the message out there for the guys in this clubhouse. Like, we're going to see what you can do. Start winning some games. Put us in a better situation to potentially make it to the postseason as a wild card. And, and we'll commit. And we'll be buyers at the trade deadline. If not, this is what's going to happen. And sure enough, this is what we're seeing unfold here. You know, another thing is, and 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 I want, and I'm going to throw this out. And again, I'd love to hear from Mets fans because we had the, you know, uh, the one Met fan who called in who said, "I don't understand." You know, uh, we're only we're only seven games back. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. They still have a chance of making it into the wild card. But let's just say, let's just say. Hypothetically, they do. How confident are you that they're going to really make a run to win a World Series this year based on what you saw? So again, I, I, am, I am not, in fact, I commend the organization and I commend Steve Cohen for cutting his losses now and trying to recoup and get ready for next year. At the end of the day, Mets fans, you also have to feel really good that you've got an owner who loves this team, loves this franchise, loves this organization, and is willing to say, okay, we made a mistake. We put our best foot forward. We put together the highest payroll ever in the history of Major League Baseball. At least we're committed to doing that. And I'm sure he's committed to doing it again next year. It's just the, the, the decisions that they made, they failed. In life, we all fail. But what happens? You pick yourself up. You try to learn from your mistakes. And you, and you, and you put your best foot forward. I know this is a disappointing morning. I know this is a really di- difficult pill to swallow for Mets fans. But... You know, I I want to I want to look at the total picture here and what's happening and believe that um, that ownership is doing the best they can right now, admitting their mistakes, recouping what they can, and start looking forward to next year. How optimistic are you, Mets fans, about next season and years to come, based on how you're seeing this ownership group admit their mistakes, take egg on the face? And say we screwed up. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on ninety point seven ESPN. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all. 
It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anything could be on the table now. So, you know, we weren't sure how far this might go, but, you know, knew that, knew that these were possibilities. And so, yeah, I would say, I would say shocked, uh, definitely, definitely the right word, but, you know, more of just it actually going through, not that, like, didn't know that it wasn't a possibility. Nimmo saying everything is on the table. 800-919-3776. By the way, that last commercial uh, talking about... Uh, cutting the grass. I was just telling our, our producers. So when I was, when I was young growing up, um, I got to pick my chore. Like my mama Mimi would say, okay, here are your chores for the week. Which ones do you want to do? And I always picked cutting the grass. I loved, I love, and, and we had one of those, it was, it was still, you know, where it was like, you, it was a, it was a, it was a push lawnmower, but it, you had like the lever at the top. And it would help you, right? So it wasn't like all manual. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so it, it's kind of like almost like a gas-powered uh, lawnmower. You just like push it along and you still have to like pull the lever, I guess you could say. I forget. Exactly right, right. It was like a lever at the going. top yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you yeah. pushed it. Right, so it, 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 it like it gave you a little bit of a motor. But anyway, it was just so therapeutic. Like, And, and I think it was the OCD in me. I just, I love like... You know, I made sure like I had my, my, my lanes and it was just, I, I felt like it was, I don't know, kind of weird. Um, but I, and it was a good workout down in Miami, out in the sun. I'd cut the grass in my bathing suit. I was like, this isn't, this isn't a bad chore. This is great. I'm getting workout. I've got my bathing suit on. It's, and it was like therapeutic to me. That makes sense. Or is that weird? I mean, we all find things that are, like, kind of therapeutic to us. Like, for me, it would almost be like running, like, on the boardwalk or something like that. I almost find that a little bit therapeutic sometimes uh, from time but to time down the beach. But that's not a chore. I mean, it's not a chore, but we all have our own activity that we find therapeutic, whether it be doing something around the house, like folding laundry or something like that, or, like, vacuuming or whatever. It could all be therapeutic. It's all work. Okay. All right. I'll buy into that. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, talking all things Mets, our first hour. We just heard from Nimmo. Uh, we're going to hear more from Steve Cohen as well. And just keep in mind, these are clips back from the, the, the end of June. We think is significant because how it all played out. Okay? Ownership gave these dudes, these cats, an opportunity to right the ship. And they did not. So here we are. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Matt. Matt, welcome in. Hi, Anita. Thank you for taking the call. It's always a nice uh, listen. Um, I, I have a little bit of a different take. Um, I, I think they needed to do this. First of all, Scherzer wasn't really doing all that well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we need to, we need to get prospects. Um, 
And I think the difference with Uncle Steve being in charge is if we have, unlike with the Wilpons, if we have good prospects that become good players, then at least we can afford to keep them. You know, um, I, I didn't, I, I honestly, I never thought it was going to work just bringing in a couple of 40 year old pitchers and hoping for the best. Um, so let them sell off a couple of other pieces. You know, hopefully um, Epler is the guy to do the evaluating, and he, he, you know, we can trust him to do that. That I'm not so sure about um, to see what prospects we would get back. But we've, we've got to refill the farm system. And, and, you know, like Uncle Steve had said when he, you know, first bought the Mets, we, he wanted us to be like the Dodgers East. You know, let, let's do that. Or the Astros, you know, um, who always seem to be in contention. That, that's what I want to see happen long term. I, I hear you. Uh, Matt, I, just out of curiosity, you know, again, for me, you know, I think it's, it's really hard sometimes for an ownership group or a front office to admit mistakes and say, okay, listen, we did put our $353 million putting together the largest payroll in the history of Major League Baseball you know that this ownership group is committed. Now, they did not spend the money wisely. As you just pointed out, I've been right. pointing out, Scherzer, of course, giving up 23 home runs, most in, in the National League. But, you know, what they're doing right now, they're pretty much admitting we screwed up, right? Like, we were committed right. to making this the best team in the National League, uh, let alone maybe possibly Major League Baseball. But where we spent our money and the players we brought in uh, we're, we're obviously, we went wrong. Um, so now right. well, that, that's what it and, is. And, yeah. I mean, right. Right. I mean, and if you look at, I mean, look at the Padres, you know, they, they sort of tried to do the same thing. How's that been working out for them? You know, um, I, let's do something that's going to be sustainable for the long term, where every year we have a chance because to me with, with two 40 year old pitchers, it just felt like, okay, well, maybe we've got a chance, maybe for a couple of years, and then what? It, what's it going to be, you know? Um, and and I, I just, we've got to get younger. And I'll just tell you one other thing. I find folding um, laundry to be very therapeutic for me. So we, we all have our sports, you know. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's good, Matt. Appreciate it. You know, it's so funny. So so just FYI, yesterday went out to Hawthorne, Wagfield, supported Don LaGreca and his softball game. And it was fun. It was great. It was great to see everybody out there. And I was having a conversation where, um, you know, a lot of times like, you you know, you know, we prepare for a show. Um, you know, yesterday I, I, we were talking about the Yankees and, of course, you know, Aaron Judge coming back and, and him back in the lineup and the excitement around it and whatnot. No calls, no calls at all. Right. And then I threw out, I'm going to see Barbie today and I'm picking to see Barbie over Oppenheimer. And so it was a conversation all of a sudden text, not text, but uh, Twitter calls. It's like, exactly. So you, (laughs) so, so, uh, you know, the conversation, are you going to go see Barbie before Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer before Barbie? That's what drove the calls or that's what drove the topic or that was uh, the entertaining uh, topic of discussion more. So you just, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting sometimes, right? You prepare for a show. You're, you know, obviously this is a sports talk show. So Yankees, Mets, 
But every now and then you stumble upon a topic and it just, you know, innately uh, develops and, um, and, and then it creates this life of its own. So I guess for me, therapeutic, growing up as a kid, chores, I used to love to mow the, the, the lawn, the yard. And, uh, and Tom just brought up uh, the, that for him it's folding laundry, which I find interesting. Um, I guess here's the thing. I'm not really good. I'm not really good at folding laundry. Like, you know how some people like have like the exact, like they fold their shirts a certain way, whether they tuck the sleeves in a certain way, they make them into like these perfect, uh, like boxes. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, I'm, by, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I'm by no means a clothes folding savant by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, but well, I mean, you, ca- you came off as one, you came off as one just a few minutes ago. I'm, I'm glad you think that, but unfortunately that's not the truth as right. much as I would uh, like to admit it is. It sadly isn't the case. Some people, some people fold their underwear. Do you fold your underwear? Your yeah. boxers, bri- what are you boxers, brief, whatever. I, actually, TMI, you don't have to tell me. Uh, but do you like, I, 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 I don't. Some people like they put like, here's another. All right. Something that's not as personal. What do you do with your socks? Do you put your socks on top of one another and lay them in the drawer? Or do you put them in you like in you like, you know, you, you, you uh, put them together and you round them into that, like that little sock ball. It just depends on how much space I really got in my drawers. Uh, usually I'll stack them on top of each other. Hmm. Interesting, right? Here's another question. For, I've always wondered this about me. Do you wash, when you go in the shower, do you wash your hands first before you start showering your body? Well, usually, usually that would be a yes because you got to cleanse your, got to clean the hands off for. No, not always. Yeah, I mean, not not always. Do you do you like you literally like wash your hands? Is is what do you the first thing you do when you use the shower? You wash your hands before you start cleansing your body. Or are yeah. you just like, oh, you know what? It's soap anyway. Doesn't matter. Eh, I guess it depends on if I'm in a rush or not. Things that we're starting to learn about Tom. Uh, we come back, Larry. You will be first up. Manny as well. Uh, We'll still talk uh, Mets and Scherzer. He is gone. He's with the Rangers. What does this mean for the Mets moving forward? Uh, We'll kick off the second hour. We'll switch gears. Let's talk some NFL. Uh, We've got Dalvin Cook, who is uh, at the Jets facility. He has been here since, I think, what, late Thursday, Friday, boating in Long Island uh, at the Jets facility, getting that shoulder looked at. What does that mean for the Jets Moving forward, if they were to secure and sign Dalvin Cook. Also, I need to share with you, I know Jets fans really high on Dalvin Cook. He's here. He's in town. And comments that he made on the NFL Network contrast to comments that he made with CBS Sports. Need to share that as well. All that coming your way in the second hour. We'll talk a lot of NFL. I've already gotten a ton of fantasy football questions. Uh, We'll dive into that as well uh, on this wonderful, beautiful Sunday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, 
everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You know, I'm sure Steve and Billy and I will have that conversation at some point. I can't really speculate as to, you know, next year right now. But as far as as far as this year goes, yeah, I mean, we're getting rid of some guys, you know. And so the guys that are left are just going to, you know, have to battle and be willing to fight every day. And we're going to have to win a lot of different ways. Memo talking about what the remainder of the season will look like. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure this is not an easy time for a number of those guys uh, that are, are still here with the Mets. But again, you know, you, you want to believe that the ownership group committed, has the money, has the funds, is willing to spend it. And you just, you know, you push the reset button. It's a very difficult pill to swallow. This season, a huge disappointment. But I want to believe based on what we've heard and what we know and what we're seeing now, that this ownership group is still committed to winning and is is not going to be shy or, uh, you know, apprehensive in regard to putting their best foot forward next year, just making some hopefully some better decisions. Uh, by the way, leaderboard update presented by uh, Glenn Fittich. And, uh, and right now you've got the 3M that's taking place. Lee Hodges at the top leaderboard at 20 under. He's teeing off at 1235 this afternoon. His partner would be JT Poston, who is five shots back at 15 under. But keep an eye on Tony Finau, who's third right now. He tees off at 1225 this afternoon. He's six shots back at 14 under. Uh, Datagoff only gives him a 6.7% chance of winning, but he's eight to one. So I'm going to throw some coin on that. He did it last year, being five shots back with Scott Piercy. Uh, leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, world's most awarded single malt Scotch whiskey. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. ABV, alcohol by volume, 40%. 2023 imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. Let's continue with your calls, 800-919-3776. Let's go to Larry in West New York. Larry, good morning. Welcome in. Good morning, Anita. I love listening to you, and I want to thank you. Um, you helped me uh, come in first and second in my fantasy pool a few years ago. When nice. Mahomey, when Mahomey, you said, take Mahomey, um, mm-hmm. which I did on one of them. So I came in first and second, so I want to thank you. And if, uh, if I see you in Hoboken, I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> well, that's very then, sweet, Larry. Yeah, thank you. And I'm glad you hit yesterday. I say I'll listen to you. I'm glad you hit yesterday on Judge Home Run today, just so I kicked it and fed his five dollars. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess I'm calling regarding the Mets. I'm a long-term, uh, long-time Mets fan, very frustrated, very hopeful that, you know, we got new ownership with Steve Cohen, things were going to turn around. Um, but I'm glad they saw that the, where the direction was and they were sellers. But um, I, I just think that the problem is even though, you know, we got rid of, you know, we're getting rid of players is that Epler is the problem that, you know, even next year, I'm not having the confidence that they're going to, you know, spend the money wisely on getting the right players. And my second point is, I think the the group that's really celebrating are the major league owners because they don't, they don't like Cone and they're, they're probably glad that, you know, having the highest payroll in baseball, that this failed for them. 
and maybe they'll think he'll scale back, but Steve Cohen is not that type. But I'm sure they're all chuckling, you know, in the back of their minds, and they're all laughing. Um, just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I, listen, I don't and, – and Larry, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for your kind words. The amount of money that Steve has and the fact that he now he owns a team that's very near and dear to his heart – um, I, I think he could care less what the other ownership groups uh, are, are thinking. They're probably scared of him with the amount of money that he has. And what, I mean, just the mere fact that this year he was able to put up $353 million, you know, um, I, I, I think, I think he could care less what the other, other owners think of him. Um, and you just want to believe that you hope that, you know, this is a group that learned, uh, from their mistakes this season, you know, it's, it's, I, I think it was, and, and I'm not going out on a limb here. I'm not saying I'm smarter than anyone else. I know other people talked about this and the biggest concern was coming in and you're going to invest this much money in Scherzer and Verlander, two guys who've been in the bigs for quite a while are up there in age and wear and tear. You know, I, I think you need to mix it up. Okay, maybe you have one veteran guy in that rotation who's had immense success in Major League Baseball, but you got to bring in some young, younger guys as well that now you've got uh, a better, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, better chance of, of, of not being injured. Right? I mean, it's a long season. We know how it works in Major League Baseball. It's It's tough. You know, we talk about, you know, performance-enhancing drugs and what a lot of people believe, oh, you know, guys use performance-enhancing drugs to throw harder, hit balls further. No, a lot, of, a, a lot of guys, a lot of professional athletes use performance-enhancing drugs to avoid injury, for their bodies to sustain and be strong and avoid injury. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Manny calling in from Flushing. Manny, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. How you doing? Great. Thank you. Good. Good to hear. Listen, um, look, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, look, the Mets uh, put themselves to it. I mean, everybody was saying, the media said, oh, the Mets are going to be better than the Yankees. Well, what happened? You know, by June, they're out of the playoff race, and they're even out of the of their their own division. I mean, now they're going to trade one of their um, their pitchers, um, Scherzer, and the big question is, what's next? And you know, my thing is is simple to me. It's like, look, man, when you when when you're when you have a team with the biggest uh, with the highest payroll and they don't need expectations, well, look at you now. I mean, you know, I just think, look, I think at the end of the day, the Mets put themselves to it. Nobody, um, nobody acting to do it is themselves. So I'm not a Mets fan. I'm a Yankee fan, and you know, we're dealing, we're having our issues, but at least that we're trying to be competitive. The Mets, not so much. Manny, appreciate the call. Uh, we're up against the top of the hour, but still a number of people wanting to chime in on the Mets. So, uh, so let's let's continue to do that. Uh, we will in the next hour switch to talking some major some some NFL. Uh, I've been texting with Rich Samini. He has confirmed Dalvin Cook is in the building. He's getting a physical. You got the green and white scrimmage today at ten thirty a.m. That's in about thirty minutes. So, uh, so if you are Jets fans out there and you are heading to the green and white scrimmage. Chances are Dalvin Cook is going to be out there watching it all unfold. Make sure you scream his name as loud as possible. Let him know that he wants, that you want him here in New York. That would be my best advice to you. Quick break. We come back. Rob Rich will get you at the top right here on 90.7 ESPN.